Hello and welcome to Legal Minds Unplugged, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Association of San Francisco. We have conversations with legal professionals diving deep into their personal story, careers, highs and lows, and advice on how to balance work and personal life. I'm your host, Justin Bauer. I'm your host, David Coy. The issues of truth and power will be on our minds in 2024 with upcoming elections in November. That's why truth and power is the theme of the Bar Association of San Francisco's 2024 Distinguished Speaker Series, spearheaded by 2024 Bar Association of San Francisco's and Justice and Diversity Center President, Teresa Johnson. We spoke with her about why exploring these issues are so important this year, why they're important to her, and we got personal, talked about her path on becoming a lawyer and a BASF president. So uh, we're here with 2024 BASF president, Teresa Johnson. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with BASF. So it's great to be here, David and Justin. Um, uh, I'm been involved with BASIF for quite a long time. I think I started working with BASIF in the mid-2000s. I joined the foundation board back then and really enjoyed serving on that, getting to know the great work of BASIF and of JDC, Justice and Diversity Center. I then became involved with the finance committee, served on that for a while. I served on the BASIF, the big board. Uh, and then ultimately became uh, secretary and moved up the officer ranks to be president this year, which I'm so thrilled about. It's just an amazing opportunity. Who would have thought that you'd start off, you know, like, oh, you you discover BASIF, this is a really cool organization, and now you're the president of it. What a cool journey to be able to, like, you know, basically move up and be so involved from, you know, where you started with. It's an amazing organization or set of organizations in that it facilitates that. Yeah. For, for folks like me who got involved and then started to get more into the workings of the organization and supporting the important projects that 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 the organizations do, it's really a fantastic way. It's a fantastic way to be more involved in the local legal community mm-hmm. and to find ways both to be supportive of really important causes that, that BASIF takes stands on on political issues, on issues of social justice, on issues of public safety, and and also through the Justice and Diversity Center, BASIF provides incredible support for our community, for the disenfranchised, for uh, folks who are people of limited means, for the unhoused. It's just an incredible array of different things. That's great. I, I really view the work of the JDC as kind of holding up a shield for the people who are some of the most vulnerable, but also typically get rolled for by our justice system, unfortunately. And um, and I think that's why um, I, 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 fi- I think the kind of the process is so such a positive one because you start as secretary, you move to treasurer, you're in the elect position. So you're really kind of ready for uh, your presidency. And so tell us, what are, what are your goals in 2024 as president of BASF? Well, for me as president, which I regard as just an incredible opportunity and privilege, uh, my goal is to enhance and broaden the impact and visibility of the work that BASF and JDC do in our community. We are so involved in so many things we, that we do so many different types of uh, projects in the community, and it feels like we, I'm not sure people are as, as aware as they should be of the scope and breadth of the kind of work we do. And so I want to uplift it. I want to shine a light on it. 
And I want to also focus on the fact that BASIF and JDC have long been places where we all get together to talk about some of the most pressing issues in our confronting our city, confronting our community, confronting our society. And this year, more than ever, it seems critical to to get together and talk about those those kinds of things. I'm curious when it when um you know you rose up the ranks and I'm curious about your perspective of or when you decided to like, you know what I think I'm gonna be Bassett President. I'm gonna try to to, you know, take that on. What was that decision like for you to be able to take on kind of a big responsibility? And like I know personally, if I were to take any sort of leadership role, I would be extremely nervous. I get nervous <laughs> just, you know, ordering a coffee in the morning. <laughs> so what was it like for you personally to, you know, to be ready to take something like this on? Well, I think having had the benefit of being involved in the organization for a while, I had a, a decent idea of what it would involve. I had seen so many amazing BASIF leaders take the organization through different different journeys and, and confront different issues. So yes, it's certainly a big responsibility and I, I thought very hard about it. But at the at when it was presented to me, when I had the opportunity to do it, I thought, absolutely, I, I really am enthusiastic about being able to do it. And the nice part is that the way you rise through the officer ranks, you do get the opportunity to see very close up exactly what BASIF leadership involves, what JDC leadership involves. And so by the time that you become the president, you've had a good amount of time to kind of be waiting in the wings and yeah. moving up the ranks to see what's going on. That helps a lot. Do you almost have uh, to see it from close by and from afar, from the outside? Exactly. You jump into it. Exactly. Almost like having training wheels. Yeah, you're, <laughs> exactly. You're you're in the room. You're in the room where it happens, so yeah. to speak. Exactly. Well, and the being able to see how people react to different kind of societal conditions, how, you know, certainly different challenges in an election year, in a presidential election year. So coming up is the Distinguished Speaker Series, Truth and Power. Um, what made you want to start this this specific series and what made you want to have these specific people um, come up and and, you know, speak about such important things? When I was thinking about uh, taking on the presidency, and there's a, a tradition that BASIF and JDC presidents get do a, a president's project or an initiative that's part of their presidency. And so I thought long and hard about what I wanted to do. And I thought that it was important to to take a big swing and to do something that I thought would be really impactful. And the the drivers behind this were, were two things um, that it I wanted to do something that would get us back together post COVID in person and talking about the kind of big issues we're facing. You know, we're talking about the fact that we're coming into an election year. We're coming into a time where there are so many huge issues confronting us. And we're at a point where even the concept of truth is getting questioned in given the sorts of technologies that are being that are being um, developed in, and and. Uh, grown and most of them right here in San Francisco. And then the other piece to me is that the I think it's important to counter the doom loop narrative that we've all been hearing about in San mm -hmm. Francisco. You know, we we are unfairly tagged with being a being a city that's you know uh, spiraling down, and and that's just not true. But yeah. in order to 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 fight that, I think it's important for us to get out and talk about these these important issues, and that's. You know, we're a community of a lot of really smart people. Let's do that. 
Definitely. Is that where, um, I'm curious where the title truth and power came from? Like what is, why truth and power? What is it about those two things that make you want to, you know, really shine a light? Well, I think that that Bassif and JDC really stand for the proposition that truth and the rule of law are at the core of our legal system. And they, we, you know, our work, our work in, in the JDC, our work for Bassif is about protecting and empowering people and putting a spotlight on wrongdoing. And the, the opportunity to talk about truth and power seemed to me to be just, just the key issue of our time. It, it's really at the core of the biggest issues we're grappling with right now. We are looking, you know, at Bassif with independence of the judiciary. Questions about truth and power are embedded in that. We're looking at questions around policing policies with Prop E. Again, that comes back to questions around truth and power. How much record do we have of what the of you know police practices, and and looking at the powers of the police and of the city to undertake. Uh, vehicle pursuits and surveillance. And, you know, and let's not forget, we're in the throes of this technological revolution called AI that's Mm -hmm. happening right here. And that is throwing into enormous question the concept of what where the truth is. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that this is this is the the defining issue of of 2024. This is going to be a very exciting speaker series. The first um, event is going to be on February 27th, Advocating for the Truth at Theranos. And uh, it will be a conversation hosted between uh, Tyler Schultz, the famous whistleblower who had incredible uh, passion for the mission of Theranos, but really uh, came crashing into the hard reality of fraud um, as he started to do the actual work um, in the lab. And so it'll be in conversation with Mary Inman, who was his uh, counsel, who really helped him skillfully navigate this process. And so uh, why did you find this to be an interesting way to kick off the series? I'm really excited about this first one, too. I only know I know very little about the story. Mostly the Hulu show. Yeah, same. As <laughs> many of us know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the first, you know, to to listen into the first one. I think it's going to be a spectacular program. Um, Tyler is just a really, a really impressive and courageous scientist, uh, thinker, and and his story and hearing directly from him of his experience of of being part of Theranos and having been caught up in the mission of it and the the, com- the compelling nature of the idea of of being able to do all of these tests from a single drop of blood i mean that's in- that's incredibly Incredible. compelling and mm-hmm. and his story of what he saw there and then how he took it forward and and was brave enough to stand up and say you know this is this is happening and and it's everyone is is being is being misled and defrauded as to the scope of what this technology can do, especially given the resistance from everyone around him, from his own family, is is pretty remarkable. And so to me, it seems like the example of a, of a brave whistleblower like that, and in this incredible environment where you have this very charismatic and compelling CEO and uh, a, a board of directors consisting of you know, luminaries of, of, our, of our government, of our leadership, it's it's an incredible it's an incredible narrative, and I think it rightly has been 
dramatized by Hulu and yeah, it, and it's a great it's a great story. Absolutely. Itself. And it's a perfect example of the Truth and Power series, which is such a great first round of it. Bingo. <laughs> That's right. And you mentioned the family too, because his grandfather is a very famous um statesman, George Schultz, who was on the board of uh Theranos and recruited other people such as Henry Kissinger to be on the board. And um it's not only hard to have someone, you know, to have a family member and a notable family member who has such a reputation. One thing that I found interesting about George Schultz is he was such a kind of known person locally. You would always see him at, you know, in, in the in the date book, in the Chronicle, you say, you know, George and Charlotte Schultz were at this event with Willie Brown, Joey Bianchini and Wilkes Bashford, you know. And so there's such a local power that to not only uh, on the local national level to uh, and to have your grandfather say, I don't believe you. That is really, really um, uh, tough and I, it's really powerful that Tyler was able to navigate this so well. What were some of the kind of legal issues that he had to navigate as a whistleblower? Well, we're, we're going to hear about that. Yeah, I yeah. think he was confronted with an aggressive defense from Theranos, and Theranos was was uh, represented by the law firm of Boyce Schiller, and and by and David Boyce uh, particularly sat on the board. So I think one of the big things that we'll be hearing about is the way in which he, and I'm sure we will hear from Mary about this as well, the way in which he skillfully navigated the, the challenges that were presented by the company in, in resisting his ability to speak out about this. So tell us a little bit uh, about the uh, upcoming, what, what are the themes? Because we have some incredible speakers um, planned for some future um, events. Uh, but what are just kind of the general themes that you'd like to explore? Because truth and power are in every part of our lives. And so there, there's a lot you could pull from. That's certainly true. Uh, and I, I am equally excited about the second program we're going to do, because I think that that's going to bring these issues into the forefront that we've started with the first program about focusing on whistleblowing at Theranos and moving forward. And so our, our guests for the second episode are going to be uh, Anika Navaroli. And Anika was one of the leaders at the trust and safety function at Twitter. And she's the person who bravely came forward to speak about uh, Twitter's resistance to facing and addressing threats of violence that were upcoming on January 6th, as we saw in the Capitol riot. She was one of the three Twitter executives who testified before Congress, and now she's continuing her thought leadership, writing and speaking about technology and social media and the ongoing implications of the, the development of AI. And with her is going to be Maya Wiley, and Maya is one of the most prominent civil rights leaders of our time. She's now running the Leadership Council for Civil Rights. And she has made as a as a pillar of that organization, which is has long focused on civil rights in this country. She's taking a particular focus on looking at critical issues around the intersection of technology and civil rights. So I think the fact that we're going to have the two of them talking together about technology and civil rights is going to be just tremendous. And it really fits in so well with the ethos of this city. San Francisco is is known as the hub of innovation, the hub of creativity. And what, what we want to explore as part of this series is 
how how that intersects with issues around truth, around civil rights, around individual freedoms. That's really great. This is going to be a fantastic series. Uh, we're going to have one just about every quarter here in 2024. And uh, you can learn more about these events and get tickets on sfbar.org. And so, Terry, we'd just love to know just a little bit more about you. And so, you know, clearly you've You've shared so eloquently about why truth and power is important to all of us, important to you. And so uh, we'd love to know more about your career and really how you what were those times that you began to really understand how truth and power work? So I come by being a lawyer. Honestly, I would say I, my my father was a partner at Gibson Dunn. And so I yeah. grew up with the law and uh, I I admittedly followed in his footsteps. I went to uh, undergrad at Harvard. I went to law school at Stanford, and um, I started my career practicing corporate law in Los Angeles. And I moved to London for a couple of years, and then came back and and joined the San Francisco office of O'Melveny and Myers, my first firm. Uh, and then eventually came to Howard Rice, uh, which was a, a prominent San Francisco firm, and which then combined into Arnold and Porter. And so my my career has focused on issues of corporate law. And in particular, in more recent times, I focused a lot on corporate governance. And so the elements of truth and power really figure into that because I'm often working with members of boards of directors and with boards who are wielding significant power in the way that the corporation is structured. And when you combine that with capital markets, which is the other aspect of my practice, I'm the co-head of the firm's capital markets group, that revolves around securities disclosure. That revolves around making accurate and precise disclosures to the market so that your investors and your stakeholders know what you're doing. And so that's that's the core at the core of that is truth. At the core of that is 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 being able to identify what's really going on. And so to me, those two things bring together the the concepts of of truth and power. In your time of practicing, have you seen, I guess, examples of what not to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, has there been, because uh, there's a, I guess, a reputation for corporations and corporate law and, and these things of, you know, a lot of greed and a lot of, you know, these, there's a, you know, there's a lot of out from the outside looking in, there's a lot of that. So has there been a, uh, something that, you know, in a broad sense that you've seen that makes, you know, obviously the conversation of truth and power that much more important to talk about and something that should be, you know, looked at more and talked about more. I, I don't have a cautionary tale. <laughs> uh, what I would say though, is that it, it is, it is always going to be top of mind for, for corporate leaders and, and for the lawyers counseling them to be mindful of both of those things, to be aware of the fact that by, by being in positions of, of, leadership, whether that's sitting on the board or being a senior executive, that you have the the privilege and the obligations that go with it of, of wielding significant power. And, and so being mindful of the fact that that you need to make sure that that you have transparency in the organization and that you're hearing the truth and that that people are not in that are involved in the organization feel comfortable and that you've fostered a culture of transparency and communication so people will will not be shy about sharing concerns and not be shy about reporting if something isn't going well. That's that's increasingly important in today's world. Um, when you're younger, you, you mentioned, you know, 
um, following your father's footsteps in practicing law. Was there, was that something you always sort of saw yourself doing? Was there a hesitancy to sort of, you know, pick up the family business (laughs) in a way? It's a great question. Um, I, I thought about different things. I, I recall as a, as a kid thinking that I, I really was inspired by and wanted to follow in my dad's footsteps. I, enjoyed when I was growing up going with my dad to the office on the weekends and I would bring my homework and he would do, do catch up on his work. And I, um, uh, I have fond memories of those times and, and that probably set me on my path Mm. to, to the current, um, to the current thing. I I thought about different things when I was in uh, college, I thought about being a journalist. I thought about going into the art world and, uh, but I ended up, uh, going into the law and, and I've been very, very happy. It's been a tremendous career. That's great. Well, and looking at those other paths too certainly relate to truth and power and, and, and sharing those with the, yeah. the larger world. Sensing and, a theme here. Exactly. <laughs> and, and interpreting them. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Terry, we very much appreciate you being a guest on the podcast. Um, we're excited to get these episodes out and hopefully, you know, Maybe you can be a recurring guest. I think so. Come I back think, on every time, every once in a while. We'll have we'll have many more things to talk about this year. <laughs> I think so. Thank you so much for um, sharing your thoughts on truth and power. And um, really, we are so excited for the first event, advocating for truth at Theranos um, on February twenty seventh. And again, you can learn more details uh, and get tickets for the event at sfbar.org. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We would like to thank our Leader Circle firms for their support of BASIF. The Leader Circle is a select group of law firms that have chosen to support the Bar Association of San Francisco through office-wide BASIF membership. By supporting BASIF's Leader Circle, law firms and managing partners gain unique opportunities to develop attorneys, build brand awareness, and connect with other influential legal leaders in San Francisco. You can learn more about becoming a Leader Circle firm and BASIF membership at sfbar.org backslash membership.